Welcome to the Multivac Podcast, the place for the food industry to get the answers to their most frequently asked questions. Brought to you by the market-leading process and packaging machinery business, Multivac. Each episode, we're hosted by a team of industry experts. So sit back, grab a coffee, and join us for our next discussion. So we've got our final question, guys. Um, and this one is from a customer, So, which, which is really good to have the, the, the customer input, by the way. Um, and it's how does... Multivac define sustainability. So how do we as a business define sustainability? So without avoiding the obvious of going into what sustainability actually means in the urban, not in the urban dictionary, in the, yeah, don't, in the, uh, don't go there, what dictionary I look at, yeah. um, in the, <laughs> in the actual dictionary, I won't touch on that, but we, we look at it from a business sustainability from an, I would probably say like an inwardly perspective and then an outwardly perspective. So inwardly, we look at what we're doing and what we're in control of. So an example of that, the eagle-eyed viewers, um, if you're if you're not just doing a podcast, you're doing YouTube and watching us, is that we're in a studio for this for this second episode, and we're in a studio because we're ripping our showroom apart, so we don't have anywhere to record it on site, and that is a showroom that is going to be brand new, state of the art, big investment from us, but it's done from a sustainability point of view. It's an eco eco showroom, as so to speak. And the idea is how do we keep the, the energy consumption to the lowest point while still showing customers the benefits and, the, and, and things like that. So you'll hear more about that from a multivac point of view soon. But that's just one example. Another, we actually drove in the pool car, which is an electric pool car yeah, today. Yeah, the electric mini. So we made sure it was plugged in and, yeah. and, we, and we drove in the electric mini. I, I frightened Clive a little bit with my driving. Um, it was a bit tight. Yeah, so the it was a little bit tight to get four blokes tight. into an electric mini. Especially yeah. with Dougie's six foot six. <laughs> Good fun all the same. <laughs> And they're, they're, and they're just two examples of, how, of what we look like, how, how we define sustainability inwardly. So we look at what we're doing and we are very, very conscious. We've got an innovation center in Germany, the, uh, the head office over in Germany. And um, our CEO, CEO has mentioned recently how every single new multivat development, any new bit of kit, starts with a sustainability discussion. So I had yeah. a I had a good conversation when I was out in Germany recently with the Trace Hill team, so the new range of range of TX tray sealers. Yeah. They their starting point is how is this sustainable? How is this super efficient with energy? Um even some of the other developments with some of the other equipment in yeah. Germany, you know, they're looking at implementing kurz type systems for energy recoverment on a movement. So as it as that movement slows down, very much like a Kurs system on a Formula One car, you're reclaiming that energy within the braking and putting it back into like a, a so capacitor cool. cell. That so we are, you know, we're not we're not just at the forefront. You know, we are we are very much cutting edge, looking at how we can be energy efficient. Yeah, we're moving away from pneumatic lift systems, which are on some of the older generation and some of the competitors' machines. We're looking at servo lift systems as yeah. well, which when you compare generating compressed air versus using electricity it's so much more expensive so all of these things that are being implemented within our new machine developments um that is number one question yeah before really anything else before speed before anything else it's how can this machine be developed and usage of that machine be super sustainable and efficient it's so it Absolutely. is really great to see that isn't yeah, it it definitely. really is carl you were mentioning earlier about uh, regional technicians yeah, I mean, there's two ways, isn't there? There's, there's the machinery side of it, so actually designing the machines to be sustainable and efficient. Yeah. But there's also, you know, like Elliot said, the things that we can control within our business. So, for example, travelling technicians when we're installing machines. Yeah. Um, we, we're regionalised now, so we've got six regions with a pool of technicians who are trained and we have experts in each area of machinery mm. within that pool. 
So there's there's no technicians now driving from the southwest up to Newcastle yeah. to install a machine yeah. because because they're the expert. We have an expert everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's not also that's not you know that it's not good for us as a company to have a technician going up that way. Of it's course, not it makes no sense. Environment either. Exactly. You know, so it's looking at both uh, both sort of sides of the coin there. Well, that's surely um, that's like the, just part of the benefit as well from sure. how we have technicians, like a massive pool of technicians nationwide. Yeah. So we can, we, we've got the ability to be able to do that, right? Absolutely. It's yep. a speed to serve um, affair as well, isn't it? I mean, you, yep. you know, we can get to people a lot quicker than we did before. Exactly. Um, I think we've got something like 63 technicians at the moment. Yeah, just over 60. Yep. Um, so I think Most that's... Most of them are in hybrid cars as well, right? They are. I think so, yeah. Oh. And yeah. all of us are in hybrid cars now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's industry leading. Absolutely, uh, certainly in the UK at least. That's that's just a, a little flavour of, of of how we define sustainability, I suppose, as a business to a, to answer that great question. But also, I'd imagine a, you know you're you're looking at when you do your material sales and transporting materials to customer sites as well. You know, you're obviously looking at uh, how can, you can be more sustainable with regards 100%. to delivery. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean things like pallet optimization, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's a big, that's big. driver at the moment. Yeah. So it, you know, it's, it, it sounds ridiculous, but by increasing a roll of film, for example, by 100 metres, you can get a lot more onto a pallet. So that customer's order of, say, six pallets may become five or four, yeah. mm -hmm. taking up less space on a vehicle, this sort of thing. I think, little I tiny... think we calculated this yeah, it's for the first six months. I saw something. Our, uh, Simon, who's our sort of uh, our planner and buyer uh, in, the, in the materials team, he calculated, I think we'd taken something like 50 trucks off the road yeah. just by doing that. In yeah. six months. That's huge. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, yeah. Massive. Yeah. yeah. And it's a very, very small thing in the scheme of things. Yeah. Like you say, putting impact. 50 metres onto a reel. Yeah. There was, a, there was a customer that we were looking at with their packs, and it was something along the lines of, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but it is, gives you an idea, removing the pack depth by five millimetres okay. enabled them to get one extra pack within an SRP case. Uh, and then yeah. more on a pallet. Yeah. And then So if you looked at their pack, they had a big headspace of air in there. But mm. actually just reducing that pack, to less plastics, so you can go to a thinner gauge plastic. Yeah. You get one extra pack per SRP as well. Yeah. So then you get more packs around the country on the lorries. It just it's, makes it's sense, safe, doesn't it? Safe, That's safe, part of our consultancy. Really is every, uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. It all yeah. comes yeah. into the consultancy exactly. bit. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. It's all these little bits that just add up. And that's really how we how we look at it as a business. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, most customers, and, and sort of like, you know, uh, very broad-based broad comment, but most customers tend to go bit on braces when it comes to material thicknesses. Yeah. yeah, of course. And they really don't need to. No. I mean, the amount of people I speak to, and they're, you know, in four or 500 micron base web, and you're thinking, why are you doing that? You're drawing down to, say, 40 mil. Yeah. It makes no sense no. whatsoever. And what, I, what I've noticed, and, it, and it's, a, it's, it's for my, my job to try and sell this to our customers, the manufacturers, yeah. but using plug assist, for instance, on a thermoformer, yes, it's an initial outlay mm -hmm. that you've got maybe 30 plus grand extra onto, onto your machine. Yeah. But if that enables you to use 50 micron less on your material, yeah. yeah. The buy times that up. by the five saving, years, saving will pay yeah. for it. It's huge. I mean, yeah. I think I think the saving is after a year and a bit actually yeah. by yeah. by downgauging. And the then plastic. adding EPR for next year coming go. into or twenty twenty four coming yeah. into it, the savings are even yeah. even yeah. quicker. So every customer I now quote a thermoformer to, I put a plug assist option on. Yes, it's an additional cost. Yeah, but when you work through the saving on plastic yeah. reduction, downgauging your material, it's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. sure, so, absolutely yeah. great. Great. I suppose so from, from the outward mm. point of view, sustainability as well for us is about making sure the machines are working first time. So we're not putting machines in there and having loads of rework, yeah. for example, because yeah. all, all of that rework is just going in the bin. Yeah. Mm. Not, yeah. Bad not, seals. Even sometimes the product even, yeah. it gets wasted, you know? Yeah. 
So making sure we're sealing first time on thermoformers, tray sealers, chamber machines, whatever it is, yeah. means that we can just be more sustainable mm. as a whole. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Mm. So that that was some questions. Just I think they were really good to to show that sustainability goes beyond just the actual packaging type, right? Mm -hmm. So we thought, and the reason why the three of you guys are in the room today is to talk about a, a particular project that we've had recently that we were really charged as a business to uh, really go beyond the whole line as a sustainability project. And we did this via like the consultancy group that we have in, in Multivac. So Doug, you're, you sort of led up the project. Yep. Um, just to give it a bit of an intro for everyone, this is to do with pet food, huge growing market for us um, as a business. So they, these guys came to you, customer came to you, and sort of how did they intro the project and what was the brief? Yeah, I mean, for their their main brief and remit, what they wanted from the project is number one is is, is a recyclable pack. Um, okay. Of course, they needed to scale up from where they were. Um, where they're currently doing it is quite a small production site, um, and they're doing it in a certain way that they that wasn't that was very labour intensive, and the process took a long time. So right. they came to us. They know that Multivac are a one stop shop, so we can do the processing equipment, we can do the filling equipment, we can do the packaging. Um, and we can do the materials. So they came to us, we can project manage that as a whole start to finish. They didn't need to include several different companies and put that together. Um, we could do it all. So the main sort of starter for tennis, Clive and I went and met with them to talk about the pack. So it's all about- So it all started just the pack? Just the like pack, the, yeah, yeah. We needed to get the pack design right. It needed to be a specific way for their pet food application. Um, they had certain criteria that we needed to hit. So Clive and I went back to them with, with certain different ideas that how the closing function could be, the materials okay. that it was. Um, and then from that, once we agreed those sort of criterias, we could then work through the process as a whole from the processing equipment. So how from, are we going right to manage this? Right from the this? start of the actual production yeah, absolutely. line yeah, right to the pack, right? Yeah. The so, and it was all about energy efficiency as well. You know, they're, they're a business, they've got overheads as well. So we couldn't put anything into their solution that was going to be, you know, electricity hungry, gas hungry, nitrogen hungry. So with, when we looked at and we worked with our partners, Laska for the processing equipment, we sat down for many an hour yeah. working through the best solutions okay. for the best energy usage for their process. Okay. So yeah, it was really important for them um, to be super sustainable. That's how they market their pet food. Because this was a huge step up for them in production, wasn't Massive. it? So it went from a tiny little unit to a big unit. Yeah. Energy consumption gone through. And this started way before the energy crisis yeah. Yeah. kicked yeah. off, which yeah. is quite quite interesting because mm. it was even a problem then. Now it's a bigger problem sure. now. Yeah. So we, from what I've understood, we've gone at this as like the lowest consumption as possible, yeah. which has come from, we'll come onto the packaging in a minute, the, the actual end product where the, 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 the consumer will see. But Carl, just talk us through um, sort of the, the energy consumption and the and the, and the, like the processing side of things. So taking the raw products, making it into a pack before it actually hits the thermoformer. Yeah. So as you said, it started with the pack, and everything works backwards from there. So ultimately, yeah. the start of the production line is the is the raw ingredients going into mixers, grinders, through fillers. But um, because we do this sort of thing all the time. We know the energy consumption of these particular bits of kit. Yep. So they're very energy efficient. But what we can manage to do then is once we put the line together, we can almost give you like a cost of ownership or okay. a cost to run the production line. Absolutely. And therefore, you know then how much it costs you to produce that pack from start to finish. Mm. So from bringing the ingredients in to it going on a lorry 
and out the door. Yep. So all so, of our kit is d- is designed around lowest possible energy consumption. Absolutely. Am, am I right in thinking a lot of it's stainless steel? But we have a, a process in house that we recycle our own stainless steel to put back into. We do in Multivat, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can we yeah. do that in Germany, yeah. How, how, how does that process sort of? What do you know about that process? I know that what we would do generally, r- rather than machines going back, um, or sorry, when machines come to the end of their life, for example, rather yeah. than them going to landfill, for yeah. example, Multivat will happily buy those machines back, yeah. and then we'll use that and we'll metal. U- yeah, we'll use these. Yeah, that's really cool. And also, if you go around the, the factory, the main produ- production f- facility, once again, you know, it's expensive. Stainless steel and aluminium is expensive. Yeah. So when you look at a die set, for instance, and you mill out eighty percent of the material to make the die set, yeah, that swarf that's left yeah, over yeah. that gets taken. We, put we, into we, blocks. we do all of that. We yeah. take yeah, all absolutely. It gets put into briquettes, and then that gets put back into the recycling. Comes back to that inwardly sustainable yeah. thing again, yeah. doesn't it? It does. Yeah, we yeah, look it does. at every single bit that we yeah. can do and, and bring that back in. So the, 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 those pieces of kit that are part of this line will have that recycled content in, yeah. which is which is probably been done for years, but no one really highlights enough. Mm. But now that we've got this plastic with recycled content and plastics tax and everything like that, mm. it's become a really poignant point. Yeah. So Clive, on, on, on the actual pack, because I know the brief on this pack was quite specific. Mm. So where, how did you tackle the problem with we need a completely recyclable pack? Because that's not as easy as we know um, and discussed in length. There are lots of elements involved with this one. Yeah. Um, the, the pack needs to be freezable. So that was a big factor because okay. that limits the choices you have available to you. Um, we also had a situation where the pack needed to be separated, so it was a twin pack. So, oh, so it's like one one portion, eat me, keep me tight. Absolutely, yeah, that okay. sort of thing. So post-freeze, there are only certain materials that will allow you to do that. So it's actually quite, quite a narrow choice of uh, options really you've yeah, got you get, you get issues with shattering of the material don't you yeah if you uh, yeah, when you're down the perforation yeah. so you need to be be mindful which you don't have as you said you don't have every single material to use no. and that's one of the benefits that we have that you know we can go to market we can find the correct material for the correct, correct application yep. um, rather than being governed by the material that we manufacture only mm. um, to sell so that's a good string to our bow being able to Absolutely. go to market and with the, the right material and the good news is for the customer is that we carry out a lot of in-house trials ourselves yep. so cost to them and the risk factor is removed, and we did we did a number of trials in house, oh, didn't yeah. we? We went, yeah, we, we did, probably yeah. did about six or seven trials. That was like in the showroom, in swimming, our showroom. Yeah, right. we yeah. Fr- we froze it, we 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 threw it around to see how it would perform, how the seals would perform. Yep. Um. So we really tested it to destruction, near, yep. nearly. So we now know when we go to manufacturing the product, we know it's going to work. Yeah. So absolutely. that's one of the benefits. We're not just thinking, oh, is it going to, isn't is it, it going to, or no. it should work yeah, because sure. that's yeah, what the, the spec says. Yeah. We Which know is not always easy yeah. to do if you don't have that facility. And to be honest, from a, from a sustainability point of view as well, we, we would, if we didn't have that facility, we'd all be jumping on aeroplanes five, six, seven times. Yep. Going, yeah. To yeah. Germany going to Germany to do the trials. We've got that product yeah. over there, all that yeah. product's going in the bin, all the plastic we use, running the trials goes in the bin. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, from a st- from a project overview, yeah. we, we're trying to plan things like that, even down to planning the installation, making sure when we turn up, we're ready to go. Yeah. Not like yeah. We, we turn up and, oh, there's a... We're waiting for some. Yeah, their services aren't there, or you know, we do the exactly. pre-install. So, we make sure everything's, and that's the benefit of the projects team. You know, you yeah. look at their function. You know, they've held they've held the hands of the customer all the way through this. Yeah. So that when we get to uh, installation, it's just it just 
seamlessly works. Mm -hmm. And there's no issues. The customer knows what to expect. All the services are in place. The offload company's there. And, and so we, we've managed the whole thing from yeah, start, to, start finish, to finish, right? Yeah. But to every every element on how we can minimize that energy consumption. Yeah. There's one thing that you really said, like, blows my mind a little bit, is uh, compressed air is the most expensive cost within a factory. Yeah, yeah. Okay? it's huge. So we took that, and didn't we do something with a lifting system? Well, yeah, we run our thermoformers on servo lifting systems now. Yeah. Okay, so much what does that actually mean? It just means they're much more energy efficient. We're not using compressed air to lift right. that die set up and down. Just using electrical. We're just using a, a servo motor, yeah. And we do use the electrical to pump the um, compressed air anyway, right. so it's almost like double dipping, so we've taken exactly. that out. Exactly. And, it, and compressed air is dirty as well. It's noisy. Yep. Um, so there, there's lots of negatives against using compressed air, and a, lo a number of factories identify this and they're trying to get that cost out of their business. And one of the easy ways is when, you know, when it comes round to having a new machine, look at do they have a servo lift system or sure. are they pneumatic well you know you want to you want to go down the servo lift as much as possible um and, and and that's the energy efficiency but also with breakdowns it doesn't break down as much it's easier to maintain yeah it's more reliable. um so looking at a number of things as well as sustainability with servo lift definitely absolutely yeah, a, yeah go on Clive. just to pick up on a point that i think carl made about um multi-factor and buybacks on machinery I think it's also true as well that we buy competitive machinery back. If, yeah. let's say, for we example, do. a, a yeah, customer wanted yeah. to move into multivac use, yeah. we would also consider buying their, yeah. you know, non-multivac machinery from them. Yeah. So don't be put off to think that you know, if it's any multivac kit we'll buy, we'll buy, you know, other people's stuff as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about repurposing because otherwise that that mach the machine either goes um, to waste, you know. If you can repurpose that machine, whether it's ours or whether it is a competitor's machine, mm. you know it's a form of recycling that equipment, and it will go to someone that's maybe starting up in the marketplace yeah. and that needs a startup machine. So. I see so many mm -hmm. factories where you like they've got an other warehouse of just old kits, yeah, just old machinery, yeah. which yeah. is mad to me because that is just it's just stainless metal stuff. stainless stuff that you could you could potentially use into into new kit. Yeah, right? I mean, even when we buy back the multivac kit, you know there are a number of emerging markets. That don't necessarily need a shiny new five three five thermoformer. They're yeah. happy with a machine that's twenty years old. Yeah, the speeds, the throughputs, the engineering of it. So when we put those machines back into the emerging markets, that that works for them. Yeah, you know? so absolutely. It's a form of recycling, uh, recycling and sustainability repurposing yeah. those machines. It often back. just doesn't get highlighted, does it? Because yeah. plastic again is that poster child of yep. what's recyclable. Is it recyclable? You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What we haven't spoke about is a tons of stainless just sat there that we could be recycling you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really interesting so we, we got there and we we, we with this project mm -hmm. sort of the conclusion of this project so you you, you managed to get a, a fully recyclable pack that ticked the freezing the logistics because this is like home delivery stuff as well as supermarkets yeah. and things so there's a lot of logistics and testing to go into it so but it's fully curbside clive base web is base web's client uh, yeah. yeah okay yeah. and then top web removable return yeah. to supermarket yeah. type style yeah, yeah. and there is an option as well that you know down the line they can go down a, a peel and reseal version as well um but it's it's all about the the reclose functionality for them so they've got a number of options if they want to go weld seal for instance on the machine yeah and that's 100 percent recyclable right and that's great for them they need the opening features at the moment. Really designed it for future proofing absolutely. and different yeah, legislation. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Really good. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the great thing about our equipment is that you're not just buying our equipment and it can do one thing with one material. You know, as the materials evolve, um, we know our cells with paper base webs. You yeah. know, you can use those with 
a small addition to some uh, new forming inserts, you can use paper-based web to a certain depth of packs, um, mm -hmm. but you don't need to change the machine that much. Yeah. So that's one of the benefits of our equipment is that, you know, they're quite multi-use. And, and pet food is, is really growing market for us, huge, isn't huge, it? Huge, yeah. massive. Especially like the home delivery type things and, yep. and, and whatnot, and then supermarkets, raw foods and all that. It, it surprised me how much that's grown, yeah. especially... Lockdown, maybe it's everyone's got a dog yeah. or whatever in lockdowns yes. and what have now I need to Absolutely. figure out how to feed them. But. And, the yeah. new, and the new thing once I learned last Friday at this plant-based summit is there's even vegan plant-based pet food now. So for those people that want it or wow. the animals that need it, and actually I didn't realise this because one I've got to be really careful on no, this. Yeah. I know, no, no, last time I got into trouble yeah, with exactly. vegan <laughs> But I didn't realise this, that you can actually get dogs that are allergic to the, the animal pro to proteins. They can either only have like duck or poultry or game proteins, but they can't have chicken beef. So a dog that doesn't like meat? Correct. Get away. Correct. Or there's my, my old neighbour's dog couldn't have meat at all and had to be vegetarian because he had a skin condition. So there are... There are things out there, and there's also people on an ethical ground that if they're vegans and yep. they don't like, um, you know, the animals being killed, they can feed their animals vegan pet food as well. So it's a it's new thing. It's fascinating, out. isn't yeah. it? Because it, all these new different markets, you know, we, we as, a, as a day in day out, we're used to packing fish, yeah. meat, cheese, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's really interesting to get these projects, I think, because they really do challenge us and create something that's a little bit unique and innovative as well. Yeah, and also uh, it's interesting to see that many pets are fed better than humans. Absolutely, Absolutely they are. <laughs> so we've got, a, we've got a final question. Clive's going to ask this question. Yeah, so it's, it's one revolving around the cost of gas in the market. Obviously, gas has been available and unavailable throughout the last couple of years. Like CO2 and stuff. CO2, yeah. nitrogen, this sort of thing. So uh, understanding what the cost difference would be to move from an MAP pack, which uses gas, to a vacuum pack. And my understanding of that is approximately per pack would be half a penny to a penny per pack. Just on the gas saving. Just on the gas saving. If you okay. think about how many packs some processors actually rattle through, yeah, that's a up. lot of money. Oh, yeah. So this this is where if you didn't put the gas in, you'd save about half a P a pack. Yeah. So, you know, like a million a million packs is not unrealistic for something like mints on one line a year. Mm -hmm. so that's a huge saving. Right? You, can get, you can get mints then in, like, you took the gas out and you put it in a flexible... Um, backpack, for instance, like you get in your Hello Freshes or Gusto. Yeah, this is becoming delivery. way more popular. Yeah, it is definitely. It's it's plastic reduction. There's a tick there. You've yep. got gas reduction. There's a tick there. Yeah. Um. So I think absolutely, there's a number of people looking at these solutions and going, okay, we've always done it that way. Is that necessarily the right way we should be doing it going forward? Yeah. Because and also I think the end users getting more educated with regards to how bad plastic is or too much plastic, should I say. Mm -hmm. We understand we need it. We need yeah. it for shelf life. Yeah. But if you can suddenly, and especially if the supermarkets market it right as well and say this pack has got 80% exactly. less plastic in it. Yeah, I, th then I, th I think we did some sums recently going from MAP to VAT pack on something like mints. It's, it, it's anywhere, depending on what your base specs are and your, and your current specs, anywhere between 70 to 75, probably call it 65, 75% yeah, plastic. Safe saving yeah. and you can make you can make it fully recyclable there is a way of doing it as well um so there is obviously that 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 saving in there but that's really interesting so it's like half a peer pack plus the plastic saving mm -hmm. and it and it is very much a ratio you know semi-rigid pack is much more expensive than a flexible pack there's yeah. no there's no two ways around yeah. it so you save money on that as well mm -hmm. um you were saying earlier carl as well something about um other gas saving because gas is really expensive well yeah even moment. even when you use gas uh to, to cool for example when processing so if you're using fresh meat um naturally as you put that through 
mixers or grinders, for example, that that heats up. So you need to be able to keep the temperature. Yeah. Mechanical process generates the machine the down. Yeah. yeah, so the product right. actually heats up as you manipulate it. Ah, okay, yeah. To, and you want to try and keep that down. So actually, if with the Laska kit, you can use frozen meat straight in, which keeps the obviously keeps the temperature down. Because ah, you're starting at a lower temperature. You're starting at a lower temperature, it. and therefore you don't need to use any gas to cool. Oh, that's really interesting. So yeah. that's a saving on its own right. Yeah, from, absolutely. From, from that point of view, it, yeah. it's a really growing trend. This isn't it, and it's the right trend in my opinion. I'm, I, it's just an opinion, but um, we've seen it more with HelloFresh, with Gusto's, yeah. less so mint think, that's frozen, frozen block, yeah. keeping that nitrogen out of there in processing, grinding it up, then placing it in a pack, and you've got a choice of a pack. So you go semi rigid, as everyone is used to, or flex flex, which is more of a. Um, Probably a food service type traditionally. Yeah, type I was going to say since yeah. the, since the rise of the home delivery service, I think That's it's right, becoming yeah. it's becoming That's more right. acceptable. Well, people to... are getting yeah, exactly. People are getting used to it because yeah. they're seeing it in their HelloFresh deliveries. So if they saw that on the supermarket shelf. That's not going to be uh, alien used to, to it them. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think that's that's really interesting. The savings are huge. I, yeah, I don't think you can argue against that. Really, I think if you no. look at the states as well, if you go to America and look at their supermarket, they do a lot of mints in Flex Flex. They do. So mm-hmm. you know it works there. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't it work here? I think it's just traditionally. It's you actually get more shelf mindset. life out of it as well. So in America, there's a lot more shipping <clears throat> and logistics because yeah. it's yes. such a wider, bigger, bigger country. So there is, you can get an extra weekend out. So you can do um, two weeks, which is which is like a holy grail for a supermarket. Yeah, you can get two sure. weekends out on a shelf. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. So you can definitely get that as well, which I think is why America's more used to it because they're forced into that more than we are in the UK. Yeah, I think as well, America's an interesting market because you've got a different um, consumer sort of dynamic with them. For example, steaks. They like to have their steaks red looking from a visual point of view. On the shelf, yeah. On the shelf, whereas in the UK... Skin pack is a very common format for that particular product. Mm-hmm. And if you look at those packs, the actual meat is a darker colour. Yeah. yeah, of course. That would not work in America. No. Because people buy with their eyes, they sure. expect red meat to the be red. oxygen packs. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, the fact that when you open it in the UK and the oxygen hits the Bobby surface blooms. of the meat, no, it blooms, blooms again. Yeah. It's like the, we, we, we know that though, don't we? Because that's all, that's all we've ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, yeah. We're, we're used to it. We're used to it, yeah. yeah. Whereas... On an American supermarket shelf, people, like you say, would look at that and go, doesn't look right. Yeah. I'm not buying it. Exactly. I think it's interesting, and that's one of the benefits, I think, for, you know, Multivac's brilliant. We've got, eight, um, you know, 88 daughter companies around the world, and we get to see different applications from different countries. And, and different cultures. Yeah. We can pick and choose and go, ah, yeah. And I always love it when I go to the factory in Germany and I have a walk around the thermoforming hall, and there's hundreds of thermoformers in production. Yeah. And each one is going to a different country. And I'll always get something from those. Ah, oh, that's a good concept. I like that. I might take that back to the UK yeah. and I'll talk mm. to my customers about it. So it's a the really good The exposure is just so much bigger, it's isn't huge. it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, huge. Great. it's really beneficial. Yep. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Well, that kind of wraps things up, gents, to be honest. Um, and just going back on the, on the, on the premise of the, of the podcast that sustainability goes beyond the packaging. I think we've really covered it. So looking at... Yes, packaging, plastics, the end product is really important from a consumer point of view, everything like that, what they're seeing on shelf. But yet there's so much more elements. And as a business, we're, we're slowly and surely uh, definitely seeing a lot more development in that area. And we're really focused as a business on looking at how do we create a whole sustainable line rather than just the end product. Yeah. Yeah. It's really So I really appreciate your time. Thank you for uh, Thank you. having a coffee and, and uh, coming in for a chat. Enjoyed it. That's brilliant. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, do many more of these, hopefully. Uh, so the third one will be next. Um, look, 
we'd love to have your questions. I, I enjoy the questions because they're more relevant to you and, and, and people that are listening to this. So add your comments on on, on YouTube or, um, or podcasts or anywhere, really. You can send us a LinkedIn message wherever you want to. Um, just ask away and we'd, and we'd love to take that into consideration and add that into the next podcast because it's more, it's more relevant. And then just to add, if you, uh, if you like the podcast, thumbs up, hit the like button, notification like bell, and subscribe. all that bit. I love to get that bit in. Like and subscribe. All right, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much.